The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hello, Secrets of Stargate listeners. This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest. Due to an unexpected personal situation for one of our hosts, Jack Barazzini, we're unable to bring you our planned and pre-recorded Secrets of Stargate episode number 67 on SG-1's upgrades this week. Instead, we have for you number 68 on the next episode, Crossroads, and we'll bring you number 67 when we're able. We thank you for understanding and for your prayers for Jack. I know those would be most appreciated. Thank you. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where I talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. I'm going to take this uh, moment to remind everyone that you can uh, get some awesome SQPN merch at uh, sqpn.com slash merch. They got stickers, t-shirts, mugs, all sorts of awesome stuff. So be sure to check that out. Today yeah, we're our discussing teenage the son is wearing one of those shirts, actually. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, he's been wearing the same shirt for the past two weeks, though. So not <laughs> oh, wow. quite. So, yeah. Sounds like a two. They are machine washable, <laughs> yeah. too. So <laughs> yeah, that's there good go. to know. <laughs> Today we're discussing the third episode of Season 4, Crossroads. The SGC is visited by Shantak, an old friend and old flame of Teal'c's. She tells them that she has discovered how to communicate with her larval gold and promises to reveal all the information it knows about the gold. While initially doubtful of her claims, Teal'c is able to, commu- to begin communicating with his gold and receives visions of his father, who was killed by Kronos. As Shantak Gold matures, she is weakened until the mature gold is placed in a new host, Hebron, and the larval and a larval gold is placed into Shantak so she can heal. Shantak visits Hebron and her old gold named Tanith, and he reveals that he is not actually defected to the Tokra before killing Shantak. Tilt discovers this and wants to hunt down Tanith, but the Tokra reveal that they expected this outcome all along and would allow Tanith to believe that he has infiltrated their ranks, further proving how untrustworthy the Tokra are. So, more more Tokra shenanigans. <laughs> That's a good mm. way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Well, it, you know, it, it's it's one of those that's kind of hard to to say because it's kind of a slow episode. It really doesn't move very fast, and it, it's not there's not really any kind of action. Um, but it's a very important episode for the the lore of Stargate SG One, the, the the overarching plot line. Stargate SG one because this moves into things going on to further seasons. So it is a good episode. I mean, there, there's lots of good uh, character moments and stuff like that, but it it really isn't an exciting, fun episode. It's it's kind of dry. Uh, but that doesn't doesn't mean it's not good. It's just dry. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It had a lot of the. It felt just more like an information dump episode to set up 
for their plot points more mm-hmm. than a story unto itself. <laughs> what about you, Lisa? Uh, this is one that I don't frequently go back and watch. So it was kind of interesting to see it again after all these years because it's not one that I watch a lot. Um, you know, it's 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 good. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not one of my favorites. But I do appreciate the um, Teal getting an episode. So I uh, mm-hmm. we got to see a little bit more about his character and uh, his background and he he got a love interest so that was that was always a plus uh, even though she didn't make it and um hmm. I, I did i did hate hmm. that they mentioned braytech several times and we didn't get to see him cuz i i really just love braytech so yeah and then the tokra being the tokra so that's we get a lot of anise freya right here up front in season 4 and uh hmm. this we we did get a lot of her so yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah. What about you, Victor? Yeah. I mean, this is not an episode I like had remembered seeing because I think when I get to season four, I'm like, like submarine replicators, like Odo is a Nazi. And then like, let's get to window of opportunity. And I skip <laughs> over some of these episodes yeah. and, and yeah, this is your typical kind of cat power episode where a lot of like talky talky, like they bring in, you know, they, they they try to build up this mythology. It it kind of pays off later. It really doesn't. And then, you know, the love interest for for Teal, they, you know, they do that whole like, you know, refrigerator thing, like, you know, the whole comics cliche where they like kill off the love interest just to make the the male character more angry and give him a reason mm-hmm. for like wanting vengeance and stuff. So yeah, there was there was really no like justice for uh, Shanok in this in this episode. No. Yeah, and uh, I, I like that it's a a teal heavy episode, but yeah, and we we get more Tokra, which the more more we see of them, the less I like them. And I also feel a bit <laughs> underwhelmed by the gold now as a villain after having seen the replicators, which just seem much more interesting to me and much more intimidating. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we don't get all ton more Gould as the main villains throughout this season, but we'll just see. We'll get more eventually. <laughs> yeah. So seasons gotta, they're four, not five, gone six, yet. seven, and eight. Yep. Yeah, you still got a couple more seasons. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But the replicators are a little more interesting as a villain. That's very mm-hmm. true. Yep. And they do grow. I mean we see them uh they they take on a life of their own, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely definitely more interested in in that. At this point, although I would like to see, and I don't know, like having not seen the rest of the show yet, I almost feel like there's going to be a point where the Tokra and the SGC are at odds with each other to the point where they are now villains too. But I don't know if that's something that will really Mm. fully play out or not. Not, not so much. That would have been cool, but not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not exactly best buddies, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do get to see Jacob right. Carter. I mean, he's he really we see him as Tokra more and more than we see the rest of them. And it, I liked in this episode, Sam says, "What would my father think?" And they they're all like, "Oh, if he was around again, like the last episode, you know, like if he was yeah. here, oh yes, he's he's right with us." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of feel like these last two episodes, if Jacob Carter had been there, they would have been like resolved pretty quickly. Like Selmak yeah. would have said, like, tell the humans everything. And then like each episode would have been wrapped up in about like twenty-five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. You know? 
but it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. your your dad's not here, so you have to trust what we say. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna and keep it, him. It's busy. funny this coming. Yeah, this coming right on the heels of last week's episode where they were used as guinea pigs by uh, mm-hmm. Freya yeah. and Denise, where they should not trust a single thing that she says at this point. And we yeah. we actually get a really good line from Jack. It's like, I want to talk to Freya. And like, uh, you know, Anise is like, why? And he's like, because I like Freya. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't like you. <laughs> Let me talk to yeah. the host, you know. She's nice. You're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I could. <laughs> She's like, we agree. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that. It's always agree like, with everything Anise is saying at this moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like uh, you, you'll you'll have to take my word for it, or don't, don't you take my word for it? It's like, no, we don't. Yeah, we need to be have proof. <laughs> Why can't she speak now? Like she's, you know, like y'all share the body, but for some reason, when you say y'all agree, but she's not popping in to say she agrees. So I don't know. Yeah. And it, it really seems like the, the power dynamic there between the host and the gold is way skewed where the gold is in charge and they will sometimes let the host talk when they want. There's no, there's no real, it's not a partnership. It's the person yeah. is yeah. held hostage essentially. So, so we learned from that whole like Chlorel thing, like when they did the trial on the Tolan world, it's like, yeah, being a host when you're like an unwilling host to a gold is a living hell. It's like, you know, you're, you're assaulted mentally physically every day every minute of every day and then when we get to the end of this episode it's like well what about the host that tanith is in it's like well he knew the risks it's like he didn't <laughs> he didn't assume yeah. that he was going to be like mentally and physically violated every second of every yeah. day for the rest of his life until we eventually kill him because he's no longer useful to us yeah which kind of i think i mean at this point to me the tolan or that tolan the the, the tokra are irredeemable they're not mm-hmm. irredeemable to the show, to the sh- people writing the show, but they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the host, he was cool with it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, no, you don't understand. I mean, you, 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 this is a per, this is the enemy that you have sworn to wipe out to every last single one of them, commit literal genocide against. Oh, but we'll let, you know, one of our, one of these willing hosts that could have been a Tokra host mm-hmm. willing. That's what I thought he was signing up for. Yeah. You know, and, and as soon as they realized, no, this really wasn't going to happen. And did they tell him, you know, did they tell him as, about as much about the, his chances as they did the Earthlings? Yeah. Probably not, you know? No, definitely They probably not. said, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. You can trust us. Yeah. We'll help you fight the gold. Oh, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, we've told you everything you need to know. That's it. Yep. And meanwhile, the host is like, yeah, the gold, yeah, they like, they like completely decimated my planet. They enslaved all my people for like hundreds, yeah. thousands of years. It's like, Gosh, if I ever meet one of those guys, like that would be horrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you guys are fighting those guys, but yeah, I'm sure glad I'll never have one of those guys in my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we re- realize that Tokra's morals, values, and integrity might be a little questionable. Lacking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they might be a little closer cousins to the yeah. gold than, remember how we keep saying like they're the same but not? Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Jack. Like I never thought of this. Like the the decades I've been a Stargate fan, I've never thought of this before. But yeah, the Toka really are. They should have become like the big bad of a season. Like season nine should have been about like wiping out the Tokra after they wiped out the ghoul. <laughs> that would have made instead of right. the Ori, just no, like right. that would have that would have been like the Joss Whedon esque turn that would have like made the show so much better in seasons nine and ten. 
I'm going on record as saying like the Tokra are evil. <laughs> yeah, because at this point, like they're they're completely just the ends justify the means. They're willing to use yeah. humans as guinea mm-hmm. pigs for their technology, and they don't treat their hosts the same at all. So they're not different from the Gould at all, except that they want to defeat the Gould. But I I would have no confidence that if they did and they became the ones in power, that they wouldn't just be like the Gould. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that last week. Power corrupts yeah. and. So who's to say if if they had those armbands or they got control over the gold that they would be any better? Yeah, think about it. They never even again going back to last week. They never even mentioned to the humans the existence of the armbands until they realized, <laughs> oh, it doesn't work on us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I know is wrong. This is a moment for me here. Uh-oh. Uh, the Tokra, not the benevolent uh, aliens we thought they were. Nope. Well, that's that's one great thing about Stargate is yeah, they're the allies of the uh allies of the humans but barely. And it, you know, and the the humans are expected to to add more to their arrangement than the Tokra are. And the Tokra decide when they do that. So kind of going back to the the uh the symbiote having more control than the host. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and it's, it's more like uh when the US was allied with uh Soviet Russia during World War II. Just out of convenience, not out of actual an actual alignment of values. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw how well that, that worked. With, we contrast that with the Asgard, who are allies. They don't really want to share everything. They don't really have time for us, but we don't doubt that they'll step up when they need to. Yep. Mm-hmm. So even if they don't always, you know. Help us out. Immensely. I like something I like about Stargate uh, that it does differently from Star Trek is that it each species seems to have their own moral code that does not align with humanities all the time, and that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just they have di- they're a different species, so they're psychologically different. And I like that we see that coming into play because the humans are not the ones running the show; they have to navigate navigate that. And I, I like that dimensionality that it adds but i also like the fact that the humans aren't being required to ignore their own moral code like you see so mm-hmm. often you know and, and of course jack o'neill contrary to the first season jack o'neill is more outspoken about issues like this than daniel is mm-hmm. you know daniel is not the conscience of the team he, he's more than happy to deny that too but yeah. um but no, I mean the, the the you know Jack O'Neill's when you say no, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. It, this is not going to happen. You're not you know you can't make me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in this episode, we get introduced to a character, and she is killed off like just to make Teal mad. Basically, is Shonak. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot we could say about her, not just her choice of like wardrobe, where she has like this amazing fabric where like a Gould symbiote can totally pierce through it and rip it. And then the second the gold goes back into her stomach, the um, the fabric is like intact. So awesome! I yeah, I think that that's probably a technology that that Earth people. But um, <laughs> yeah. So it <laughs> we haven't seen her before, but but she obviously has a history with Teal'c, and I know they need to make him move on from, and I forget his Dreyak. wife's name, Dreyak. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you, you know, we, we could have been something, but you went into the temple of the Gould, and she's like, no, but see, I was talking to the Gould, and <laughs> at first the Gould was mean to me, but then it started showing me like nice things. And I thought I could. And so this is kind of cool because throughout the episode, you're wondering, can the Gould, the, you know, the symbiote larva inside the larval Gould inside the, the 
you know, Jaffa pouch, can they be, yeah, can they be redeemed? And, and this could be like potentially huge for the show. Like if all Jaffa just started saying like, you know, listen to what the flower people say, Gould and and be, (laughs) be nice, you know, like that could end the Gould like overnight. And then we, we learned that no, all Gould really are evil. And it's kind of like a revelation too. When we learned that like, like junior who has like healed teal, like, a bazillion times actually hates him. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think they deal yeah, with that enough about it. <laughs> oh yeah. This, my immune system like totally hates me and wants to see me like dead. Yeah. yeah. And then it, yeah. yeah. I can't do anything about it yeah. right now because he's too young. Well, yep. It is interesting. We, we've seen Daniel watch his parents get crushed by the big styrofoam, you know, thingies. Yeah. And in this Drake. one, we get to watch Tilk's dad die multiple times at the hand of Kronos. And, it's just, I don't know, is this like a Disney show where all the parents have to die? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But this, it actually ties into yeah. the plot, so I'll yes. give them, like, points for that. Yes. Well, we, we know Sam Carter's dad's alive, that's, so but I mean, her mom's that's a good dead. thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but is he really alive if he has to have a gold inside him? Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they, they don't touch on that when Shaunok dies because, you know, Kenneth the Gould kills her and says, like, you had the audacity to try and tell me about like being a good Gould. And um, <laughs> so he kills her in the same way that Teal'c's dad is killed, where they reach into the symbiote pouch, kill the symbiote. And then the blood of the symbiote is apparently toxic to humans because it mixes with them. Mm-hmm. They do not communicate that that is how Shanok died until Teal'c sees it in his vision. So they mm-hmm. don't like have Dr. Frazier say, well, this is weird. The symbiote blood mixed with her blood. And so they don't set that up. There may have been a deleted scene or something, but it's it's a good like resolution. It's like, well, like my symbiote hates me and just was showing me this vision because it hated me, but I was able to piece together that, you know, Tanith is actually a uh, gold spy. Yeah, yeah. It also makes me think that uh, all the Jaffa need to wear some sort of like waist wrap that that prevents <laughs> that because pretty pretty big vulnerability. <laughs> Yeah, with yeah. a little lock on it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prevents uh, ghouls incursions and monkeypox. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I do like uh, at the beginning when uh, Shantok comes through, she refers to Jack as Teal'c's apprentice. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Those are that great tattoos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. We, we see that uh, carried over throughout the episode in some some funny ways. Yeah. Is it Master Teal'c? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there were a few little nice quips there in the beginning, like when she comes through and puts her uh, head, the cloak thing down. And, you know, of mm-hmm. course, Jack is like, oh, Master Praytech, you've done something different with your hair. You know, yeah. lots of lots of little nice quips from Jack and, and this one. So, and of course, Teal in his, um, I like that Jack was trying to give Shawnock the benefit of the doubt and be polite and nice. And Teal's over there just like, no. You know, he's just cutting her off and being so short and rude and de- definitely issues with them. Well, the, well, there are a couple of times where Jack goes, well, what Tilk's really trying to say, yeah. no, I, I said exactly what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is good symmetry on that, actually, where, where Tilk, yeah, at the beginning we see that. And then at the end where Tilk is getting ready to leave the SGC completely. And Jack's mm-hmm. like, oh, you just mean a leave of absence. He's like, no, I meant what I said. And I said what, what I meant to Tilk is faithful 100%. Yeah. I don't know that this episode actually like 
works. I mean, it's kind of one of those, like the last episode where like you, you go 30 minutes into the episode and you're like, okay, we're still at the base, whatever. And then like 30 minutes in it, like suddenly we're on the Tokra world, right? Just like last episode's like mm-hmm. 30 minutes in, we're on like Apophis's super battle station world. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it is a very, the plot structuring is pretty clunky and it doesn't flow well, which makes it kind of hard to, kind of hard to really follow. Like, it just feels like a bunch of things happen but they don't organically lead into one another. And it's another one where, like, the humans, like, piece this stuff together and they go back to the Toker. I was like, yeah, we we, we kind of knew that, you know, but we're using this guy. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, having a lit stick of dynamite, you know, under your pillow. Yeah, I don't know that this is the best strategy where you have an actual ghoul, like, in your base. And you don't think that he's smart enough to figure out that you figured out that he's a gold. Yeah. He knows that you know, and you know that he knows that he, that you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and all that. Right. Especially yeah. since Tilk does the whole like face pulsy thing at him at the end. It's like, <laughs> rah, 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 rah. I will see you again. I, you can count on that. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm totally not going to rip your face off right now because I've been told not to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do love that the moment the Tanith get, you know, gets his, I forgot what his original name was, gets his gold. And yeah, and they're like, okay, spill the beans. And the Tokor are like, no, not 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 right now. Like, you're yep. gonna have to wait. Wait a minute. We brought him to you. Like, this is and they're like, yeah, well, no. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's ours, so uh, right. yeah, no. <laughs> Tokra boned us again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, it just feels like uh yeah. they would be withholding even if they did get the information. Yeah. You can't trust that they would tell you what was really going on. It, just like last week with the whole, oh, I didn't know that there was a thing and that we needed the armbands for them to superhero their way through this. Oh, no. Nobody had any idea. It just happened right now. To- totally did not know yeah. about the big massive spaceship that was being no. built that I found out before I even came to your planet. Totally yeah. didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this also means because... If I'm remembering correctly, the so the host now knows that Aneth is not to be trusted, which means he can never be allowed to say anything again. Which, at which point, do you not send for the Tolans and get one of those cool vests? Right. Get, yeah. Uh, yeah. And just say, hey, I have doubts about this. I want to talk to the Tolan. Let's get a vest in here. And the Toker say, no, no need to do that. Like, mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah, I feel like the Tolan... Well, I mean, their whole issue is they're isolationist, but their technology would kind of mitigate this entire episode. Just put that on the guy, yeah. and then you can get whatever information you need. Yeah, just just take him take him for a little short trip through the Stargate. You know, just go to visit another planet, and as soon as he walks through the gates, slap it on him. <laughs> but if I remember, the Tolan weren't about forcing him to talk, right? They gave him the opportunity, mm. but they eh, they're like respect that he's an individual, so. Well, yeah, they are insufferable that way. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> do rice. learn something very interesting about the Tolans, like origins, yes. though, that they are all descended from a single queen, Queen Egeria. Um, Tokra. Tokra's yeah, origins. You the Tokra, Tolan. sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, the Tokra. Tolans we don't know much about, but yeah. And so we get an actual literally moment from Carter in this where he's like, you know, oh, they spawned your race, like literally. And um, it'll be another couple seasons before we meet Egeria, but we eventually mm-hmm. do meet the the queen that spawned mm-hmm. all the Tokra. But 
it kind of sets up like how the Gould can, they, they address this early on. It's like, if the Gould have a genetic memory, like why do we need a Gould to, to know what their plans are? Because mm-hmm. we have these Tokra, right? And they would know everything, but um, they haven't recruited, like they don't have a very strong recruitment, uh, you know. Only said it's been 2000 years since the yeah. Tokra split away, so. Yeah, they're a little behind. So they don't have the same I like Jack's reaction though. I didn't need yeah. that image. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Yeah, this episode does give you some background. It gives you some, you know, this tangent of going forward now that they've got Tanith and, you know, he's a, whatever, you know, they don't, he doesn't, what is it? He doesn't know that they know that he's, yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it does set up going forward. It's just, I wish it was had been a little more interesting. Yeah. We get some cool costumes. I mean, Anise is like, the bodice is like stitched at like this weird angle. It looks like. I don't know, like Leatherface, like stitched it up. I don't know. It's weird. Kind of made me think of like a costume class in high school. Like the teenagers were all like, let's do this. I, I always feel sorry for the, for the, the Tokra women. Cause they always have the weirdest outfits. Yeah. yeah the men are all like dressed in like yeah. the exact same thing. So it's such that you can like put Peter DeLuise in a Tokra out, outfit as we'd saw in this episode. And nobody notices, yep. but like the women, it's like, you know, we get like Anise and Shanak and it's like, you know, the, like dueling bodices at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like leftovers from like the Xena show or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that we, we read somewhere or we talked about it at one point that season four, they really were trying to uh, compete, you know, with some of the more engaging female counterparts on other shows. So uh-huh. trying to, you know, obviously Carter doesn't get to dress in revealing bodices, but Not since emancipation, emancipation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to pull a seven of nine, you're saying? Yes. Yes. They're trying to compete with that, you know, aspect, kind of get that, get the, get the male viewer in that way. Yeah. I don't, I, it only lasts this season. If, tell me if I'm wrong, but I yeah. think it's really only this season. So I guess it either this did. This is the it worst of work. it. It's, it's something that's been there kind of throughout. Yeah. Something that's been there kind of throughout, especially, like I said, with the Tokra. But, but it's more obvious, I feel like, this, yep. this season. I mean, casting Vanessa Angel, that, that definitely was not to get men to launch. <laughs> right. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, the previous head of the Tokra wasn't to get men to watch? That, that's the funny part. <laughs> I can't Old remember Selmak her name. Or what? No, no, the, the original. The br- no, the first one. Yeah, the, the curly hair brunette, long, dark hair. I can't remember her oh. name. Oh, yeah. She was the first good looking oh, yeah. Tokra we saw. Right, right, right. Wasn't wasn't quite I don't know. the stuff. I feel like we need to kind of like I need to put in a plug for uh like Musetta Vander at this point. I don't want her contributions to go unnoticed. <laughs> True. <laughs> Is that the uh Shonak? Shonak. Yes. Shonak. yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I looked I okay, I look, looked at her IMBD and uh, she's been in a lot of just one off stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. but she was in music videos at the beginning of her career. Mm. Oh, and she was one of the sirens in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, mm-hmm. the Coen Brothers film. You know, yeah, yeah, was one she? of the women by the yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she, it was kind of neat oh, to go sleep, little darling. Go through and look at her, her, uh, what she's been in. Yeah, yeah, she did a lot of like uh, sci-fi shows around this time. I think she was on Buffy and Voyager and different things like that. I think she even made an appearance. It sounds like she was on the uh, the Vancouver cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh no way! She was Natalie French, which which show? Okay. <laughs> on Buffy, yeah. Sorry, oh. she was on Voyager as well, oh. like you mentioned. But yeah, different different thing. <laughs> yeah. 
So I know we're going to get more. Uh, I feel like the most interesting part about this episode is just delving more into the psychology of the Tok'ra and the Gould. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know we're going to get some episodes about the Unasura first hosts, but I feel like at this point, they seem just to, to be like a very highly evolved parasite that knows how to mm-hmm. spread itself even more. Like I would wonder about the the morality of that kind of species. Mm-hmm. Not very moral, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will I will agree, Jacko, I think you're going they're a little too two dimensional for to be a big mm-hmm. bad evil villain. Mm-hmm. And I I I'm not I mean, we get a little bit better Goulds coming up, but overall they're still pretty just bad for the sake of being bad. Yeah. 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 They feel I feel like they were more interesting earlier on in the show when you knew less about them and they're more mysterious. But the more you've seen seen of them, they are very mm-hmm. come across as very like comic booky. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem with any uh, any uh, bad guys that are aren't written well because you know you look at you look at any long running science fiction series and they'll have a bad guy. And the more you get to know, him, look at the Borg in Star Trek. Look at the the Daleks mm-hmm. or the Cybermen in Doctor Who. They just eventually they become literally one note. You know, they do one thing. Daleks are exterminate, exterminate. You know, the Borg are you right. will be assimilated. And you know, that's That's why I like the Cardassians in Deep Space Nine so much, because they're well thought out and not like a planet of the hats where every single one has the exact same view. They're a complex yep. uh society. So mm-hmm. I feel like Much that's kind devious of the pinnacle and... of Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I do like uh Kronos, uh, when you see him in the vision, I just thought of like a meatloaf music video. <laughs> soft lens. <laughs> I would squeeze a symbiote to death, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't watch that episode again now. <laughs> ah, perfect. <laughs> so I, one thing I did like, and this is definitely, you can see kind of like Hat Powers influence uh, in, in here was, um, the writer, the fact that Shanok referred to her symbiote as a child when she mm-hmm. thought that she mm-hmm. had, and they even like expressly have religious terminology for it. She's like, during my first communion with my symbiote. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. can't have been unintentional. Um, you know, refers to it as like the Kolmoth, which is like the child. And we get a lot of like Jaffa lovey dovey talk mm-hmm. in this episode. <laughs> I can't say it like, makes a difference either way with this episode or the show going forward, but it was just interesting that they, that they put that in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was interesting that, um, Shawnock kind of tried to make Teal feel guilty that <laughs> he left Braytac alone. You know, he starts this revolution and then he leaves mm. and poor master Braytac is the one picking up all the pieces on Chulak and, you know, and how dare he not, believe that she could possibly have achieved this yeah and i mean she really did the guilt trip pretty good on him on that one now now to be fair to to tilk Raytac did kind of tell him go keep fighting with sg1 so yeah maybe the problem was he learned uh he started working with the american military so that's where he got that whole pattern from Mm -hmm. yeah um but uh (laughs) uh so uh, you had mentioned, um, Lisa, that you'd looked up the alternate uh, language titles for this episode. Did and the the Germans did have uh, most of them were the same or a variation of Crossroads, 
but the Germans in this one called it Shawnock's Sacrifice. So, oh, there you go. Poetic. Again, yeah. but giving away the <laughs> giving away the yeah. the plot in the title. And at the end, T- Tilk actually refers to it when he's talking to Tanith. He says, "I just want to know that Shawnock's sacrifice was not in vain." Ah. You know, when he's trying to keep mm-hmm. his his poker face. So, yeah, that's a good title. And we don't know who Shanak is. So if you saw this come up <laughs> yeah. in TV Guide, you'd be like, okay. You know, Someone's being sacrificed. I guess there's a character named Shanak in here. It, yeah. It, I, I would, I don't know if this, I doubt this is the case, but if, if there's anybody who's familiar with, with German television, are, are there like laws that they have to name the titles? Something that explicitly <laughs> talks about the plot? You know, it can't be a poetic title or anything like that. It has to be, you know, Shanak's sacrifice, you know. The ship blows up, you know, something like that, you know. Just lets you know what happens. I would wonder, like, I mean, just like culturally, like, are spoilers not as much of a thing in, in like German culture? I know that there is like the whole stereotype of it's very much like it's very mechanical and like, here's what it is. But obviously, stereotypes are just stereotypes. But I would wonder, like, what culture plays into the namings of episodes and how people view things being spoiled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love all our German fans. We do. Yes. You guys are great. All. <laughs> if if we haven't, probably any of none of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I did want to mention. So they refer to communion with the symbiote as like a near death experience at some point. And if you are curious about near death experiences, you should check out Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World, episode twenty seven, where he talks about near death experiences. So uh, go listen to that as soon as you are uh, done listening to us here. Yeah, definitely. That was a very interesting one because I I had my opinions pretty well formed about that kind of stuff before, but that episode was pretty uh, pretty eye opening. Yeah. Learned a lot of stuff I did not know. Awesome. Uh, do y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? No, nope, nothing here. Just that we never or we haven't really had a resolution if Tilk and Dryak are still married. She did mention that, that <laughs> I hate to say this, but Stargate has kind of a history with this, that at least at least with Jack and his wife, they did say they were divorced, right? Or former wife. Mm-hmm. And Daniel had some liaisons before his wife died. And then he had another liaison right after she died. And then here Tilk is, uh, yeah, because we see Dreyak again. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just a little muddy for me. Well, didn't they? I mean, didn't they basically say that she put him away more or less? She put the, she ended the marriage or something like that yeah. when she married. What's his name? There was yeah. She did say that she she did something to marry the other dude. So I guess you could say she's she took care of it. But I was reading that even uh, it seemed like. even the uh, showrunners and stuff weren't quite sure his marital status when they did this. Like they just kind of forgot about her. Yeah. yeah. Till later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do have uh, some feedback. Uh, Lukenbach Garden on YouTube commented on our episode number 57 on pretense. I just found your podcast last week and I'm already caught up. I absolutely enjoy your analysis. One thing I want to point out is that on the pronunciation of words is because Gould is harder to say for some people. So they just go with it. Michael Shanks had a hard time saying Share for the movie, so they changed her name slightly to Share. I can't remember exactly how they said it. it, was it in the movie. Shari. It was like, Wasn't it something more like mm-hmm. Shari or Shari. something like that? Shari. 
Shari. Yeah. Shari. We can't even pronounce it. Yeah, I can't even remember how to say it. And they also say uh, that if you want to do uh, two episodes a week, we fans would love that. I would like to do two episodes a week, but I. Yeah, our our jobs and I, you know, I'm 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 the one who's you know got more flexibility because everybody else here has like families and other things that they can do. And no, <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to. That would be fun. Do the Father Corey solo hour every week? <laughs> yeah, no, don't want to do that. Uh, now, now, if you would like to see our other panelists be able to do twice a week, you can contribute lots and lots of money to SQPN at sqpn dot com slash give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've always told Dom that that one of my goals is we need to just grow SQPN enough that we can all quit our jobs and just do podcasts full time. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of Stargate to talk about. There's a lot of Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda I'd like to talk about. So, yep. Yeah, we yeah. can do, do lots of fun Sorbo stuff if we do that. You know. Yeah. If we if if SQPN can make us all independently wealthy thanks to your donations, then we could. <laughs> <laughs> Dom's gonna smack me for this. I know <laughs> What's Peter Thiel doing these days? Does he like Stargate? <laughs> get, we can get Elon Musk to buy SQPN. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're really gonna be in trouble though if and when when a new Stargate show is launched, and then we're gonna have to double up or something because we're gonna, we we have to catch up these these episodes, right? We still have oh, all we've... SG One and Atlantis and. Father Corey knows all about we've been that. We've been doing that with both Doctor Who and Star Trek. We just do the new ones. Of course, Star Trek is making it hard because they're doing like half the year or more of new shows. So we kind of squeeze one in here and there. You know, we got, uh, we've got Lord X starting soon, so we'll start back to new episodes mm-hmm. again shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we've, we've been doing that the whole time where when it's between seasons, we do the classic episodes uh, the older episodes yeah. so we'll just have to do that here which mgm like make that, that happen yeah uh, hey <laughs> if if they release a new stargate show we will gladly do whatever it takes right to yep to keep keep talking exactly. about it <laughs> we will shill for stargate right. no. <laughs> oh we will <laughs> if they want to sponsor the podcast we're good with that right yeah exactly <laughs> i may even change my my opinion of the tokra if they do that <laughs> So <laughs> they're going to be the new yeah, stars of the new character. show. <laughs> yeah, there we go. They can, they can tie that in, in the new series, make them the villain. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we may not be able to do uh two episodes a week, but we can talk about Stargate all week. Uh, you can join us over at our discord at sqpn.com slash discord. Uh, we have a secrets of Stargate channel there, so we can jump on there and keep this party going. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create Secrets of Stargate. Travis F., Joseph P., Foster A., Richard C., and Andrew C. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them, as Father Corey previously said, by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And you can also uh, leave a review there or thumbs up us on uh, YouTube. Uh, that definitely helps the algorithm uh, boost us more. Find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Divide and Conquer. 
Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. Uh, Your father asked that I shake your hand and give Colonel O'Neill a big kiss from him. (laughs) But uh, I may have have been the other way around. (laughs) One way or the other. (laughs) Once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think?